Section 80 of A Fair Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Fair Mystery by Bertha M. Clay. Chapter 80 The Silent Bride. Good night, Earl, said Lord Linley. Now that is really the last time. You shall not draw me into another discussion. I will not say another word. Remember, you are to be married tomorrow. I'm not likely to forget it, said Earl, with a happy laugh. Let us have some rest, said Lord Linley. I am positively afraid to look at my watch. I know it is late. It is not two o'clock, said Earl, but I will be obedient. I will say no more. Yet they talked all the time as they went slowly up the grand staircase. I hope Doris will cure you of liking to sit up late, said the Earl, as he stood for one moment against the door of his room. Hark, said Earl, suddenly bending his head in a listening attitude. Hark. What is it? asked Lord Linley. I fancied I heard a cry, said Earl, and the two listened intently. All was silent. It must have been fancy, said the Earl. It may have been, but it really sounded like a sudden, half-choked cry. Some of the servants are about still. It is nothing. For the last time, good night, Earl. Then they parted, each going to his room. But Earl could not forget that cry. How foolish I am, he thought. But I shall not rest at all unless I know that Doris is all right. He went down the broad corridor that led to her suit of rooms. He saw that the outer door was closed. He listened. All was hushed and silent. There was not a stir, not a movement, not a sound. Good night, my love, said Earl. Fair dreams and sweet sleep. You will be mine tomorrow. It was all right. He laughed at himself for the foolish fear and went back to his own room. He never saw the white, despairing face and creeping figure of the wretched man who had done the atrocious deed. He slept soundly for some few hours. Then the kindly sun woke him shining on his face a warm sweet greeting and he thought heaven was blessing his wedding day the birds were all singing in the trees the flowers blooming and the whole world was fair and smiling my love will be mine today he thought shine on blessed sun there is no day like this it would have gladdened his mother's heart had she been there to have seen him bend his head so reverently and pray heaven to shower down all blessings on doris they had arranged in deference to her wishes that no great difference should be made between this and other mornings She would not go down to meet them at the early breakfast She would not see Earl until they reached the church But Lord Linley and the Countess Mattie and Earl had agreed to breakfast together It was about the usual hour when Earl entered the breakfast room Lady Estelle was there alone. She looked up with a charming smile on her gentle face either we are up very early or the others are very late she said she went up to him i am glad to see you for one moment alone on this happy day earl to thank you for keeping my secret and pray heaven to bless you and my darling that you may lead the happiest of all lives together then she bent down and kissed him her fair hair drooped over him it seemed to earl as though a soft fragrant cloud had suddenly enwrapped him then mattie came in and a message was brought from Lord Lindley praying them to wait five minutes for him It seemed quite natural for Mattie and Earl to pass through the long open glass doors and spend the five minutes among the flowers You have a glorious day for your wedding Earl said Mattie. I think the Sun knows all about it 
It never shone so brightly before the best wish that I can offer is that your life may be as bright as the sunshine and it seemed only natural for him to turn to her and say have you seen Doris this morning no she replied she had been to the door of her room but it was so silent she did not like to arouse her then Earl went to a moss rose tree and gathered a beautiful bud all shrouded in its green leaves Mattie he said will you take this to her with my love what this love is laughed Mattie as she went on her errand while she was gone the Earl came in and they sat down to breakfast it was some little surprise to Earl when Mattie came back with a rose in her hand Doris is not awake yet and her maid did not seem willing to call her she was up late last night I think he said nothing but he thought to himself it was strange Doris should sleep so soundly on this most eventful morning of her life they took a hurried breakfast and then Mattie said now it is growing late our beautiful bride must be roused lady Estelle looked up hurriedly is Doris still in her room she asked how strange that she sleeps so soundly in the long corridor Mattie met the pretty Parisian lady Doris's maid Eugenia you must rouse lady Studley she'll be quite late if you do not my lady sleeps well said the girl with a smile as she tripped away it was some short time before she returned she looked pale and scared half bewildered I cannot understand it miss brace she said I have been rapping making a great noise at my lady's door but she does not hear she does not answer Mattie looked perplexed the maid continued it is very strange but it seems to me the lights are all burning there is a streak of light from under the door then lady Doris must have sat up very late and has forgotten to extinguish them that is why she is sleeping so soundly this morning I will go with you and we will try again Mattie and the maid went together just as Eugenia had said the door was fastened inside and underneath it was seen a broad clear stream of lamplight Mattie knocked Doris she said you must wake up dear Earl is waiting it'll be time to start for church soon but the words never reached the dead ears the cold lips made no answer Doris cried the foster sister again and again that strange silence was the only response let me try miss brace said Eugenia and she rapped loud enough to have aroused the seven sleepers still there came no reply the two faces looked pale and startled one at another I am afraid miss brace said the maid that there is something wrong what can be wrong has lady Studley gone out do you think and taken the key of the room with her if so why should she leave the lamps burning oh my lady lady Studley do you not hear us then Mattie began to fear what had happened she waited some time longer but the same dead silence reigned what shall we do miss brace said Eugenia her face grew very pale as she spoke I am quite sure there is really something the matter lady Studley must be ill shall I fetch the countess a vision of the fair gentle face of lady Estelle with its sweet lips and tender eyes seemed to rise before her no she replied if you really think there is anything wrong you had better find the Earl but what can it be Doris my darling sister do you not hear will you not unfasten the door I will go at once said Eugenia Mattie begged that she would say nothing to the countess the maid hastened away and Mattie kept her lonely watch by the room door she listened intently but there was no sound no faint rustle of a dress 
no murmur of a voice nothing but the glare of lamplight came from underneath in spite of herself the dead silence frightened her what could have happened even if doris were ill she could have rung her bell and opened the door there was little likelihood of her being ill it was not many hours since they had parted and then she was in the best of health and spirits the earl came quickly down the corridor what's the matter mattie he asked in a loud cheery voice eugenia is telling me some wonderful story about not being able to wake my daughter what does it mean doris ought to be dressed and ready he started when his eyes fell on mattie's bewildered face you do not mean to say there is anything wrong he cried i hope not lord linley but we've been here nearly half an hour doing all that is possible to wake doris and we cannot even make her hear he looked wonderfully relieved is that all i will soon wake her he applied himself vigorously to the task with so much zeal that mattie was half deafened that will do he said laughingly doris you heard that i am sure there was no reply mattie laid her hand on his arm lord linley she asked do you see the gleam of the lamplight under the door the night lights are still burning then he looked a little startled mattie he said hurriedly young ladies live so fast nowadays do you think doris takes opiates of any kind anything to make her sleep i do not think so she replied then again with all his force the earl called to her and again there was no response this is horrible he said beating with his hands on the door why mattie mattie it's like the silence of death shall you break the door open she asked no my dear mattie he said aghast is there any need there cannot be anything really serious the matter to break open the door would be uh, to presuppose something terrible how foolish i am there is the staircase i had forgotten that he stopped abruptly and turned very pale surely to heaven he cried nothing has happened through that staircase door being left open i've always felt nervous over it stay here mattie say nothing i will run round as he passed hurriedly along he saw earl who looking at his face cried what is the matter lord linley nothing was the hurried reply and the earl hastened on he passed through the hall through the broad terrace to the staircase leading to his daughter's suit of rooms the door was open he saw that at one glance open so that in all probability she had risen and gone out in the grounds his heart gave a great bound of relief she was out of doors there could be no doubt of it gone probably to enjoy one last glimpse of her home there was a strange feeling of oppression a strange heaviness at his heart he raised his hand to his brow and wondered to feel the great drops there i will go to her room he said to himself she'll be there soon she's dreaming her time away i suppose yet he went very slowly ah dear heaven what is that a thin crimson stain stealing gently along the floor a horrible crimson stain great heaven what did it mean the next moment he is standing with a white terrible face looking at the ghastly sight that he is never to forget again let him live long as he may the lurid light of the lamp contrasts with the sweet light of day there on the floor lies the wedding dress the veil and wreath torn destroyed out of all shape stained with that fearful crimson and lying on them her golden hair all wet and stained her white neck bare her dead face calm and still was doris his beautiful beloved daughter he uttered no cry 
he fell on his knees by the fair dead girl and looked at her murdered dead lying there with her heart's blood flowing round her dead murdered while he had slept all the sudden shock and terror of his bereavement came over him in a sudden passion of despair and he uttered one long low cry and fled from the room end of section eighty